Oh, hello, darlings. It's been a while. It has been a while that I have been on the road living in a hotel or an Airbnb trying to find a place to call home in Albuquerque. And I think, luckily, we found it. So we're kind of in a temporary space for a few more months while we wait for the house to become available. Cross fingers, nothing falls through. Yeah. So I usually open with the tagline, like, welcome to coffee, cannabis, and controversial conversation with Kate. However, New Mexico is currently working on uh, legalizing recreational. It has been legalized. Uh, there'll be all kinds of reform. And it's also the state is giving people a year to build businesses and get organized for the general public. Uh, so in a year, cannabis tourism will be a big thing. So I will continue my work with that. However, it has been really nice and refreshing to take some space from that plant medicine. Um, and I find that while I don't think I had a wild ride adjusting, it's pretty surprisingly easy, thank goodness. Um, there is one thing that f has really fucked me up. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, my dreams. So, as a cannabis connoisseur for the last... Oh my god. Two decades? <laughs> yeah, I started when I was 18. College, art school. What are you going to do? Um, I dabbled and then probably about 10 years ago got really serious about it. And, um, you know, in, when I was living in Seattle, it was all legal. So you just could try all the therapeutics and recreational. And I got to say, I kind of have been put in my place with these dreams. I did not really believe people when they would talk about... Um, if when you like pause or quit cannabis, uh, that your dreams come back, you know, the cannabis itself affects your dreams and their potency. I didn't believe people because even when I was on cannabis using the plant, I was having incredibly vivid and wild dreams. And so having this moment of pause has been exhausting in the one aspect that I have forgotten how crippling, exhausting, intense my dreams originally were without. As a child, I had vivid nightmares, and before I understood what past lives were, I believed that I was traveling through time and through different bodies uh, that were real in my dreams. As a child, I went beyond the earth realm and I believed what I experienced was real. I'd also experienced dreams that were not very real. Uh, it's hard when if you haven't felt this yourself to explain the difference between a dream feeling real or not. Although some of you may have had those, you know, day at school, day at work nightmares. Uh, my nightmares are not illogical. My nightmares make sense. There's a lot of reason and um, <laughs> there's a lot of conversation, there's a lot of moving parts and details. I'd forgotten a lot of this. When I went to the jungle in 2016 and I was there for three months, there was no cannabis or alcohol or anything. And 
my dreams began to be very vivid again, and I had I'd allocated that to the plant medicine that I was doing. I knew that some part of cannabis pause was kind of relieving that, but I had thought since I was doing plant medicine work that that it was those other plant spirits that were talking to me. <sighs> but now that we're a month in, I can officially say I remember why, as a child, I was always so exhausted in the day and terrified at night. I see shadow figures, shadow beings. I see, I see them in my room. I see people I know in my dreams, and I will visit you. I dream walk, sleep walk, but dream walk. I'm pretty sure I dream heal, but I can't claim any of that at this point. I haven't been journaling. It's a, I have a very internal resistance to journaling. Um, I think it's because I have tried journaling about these things and I don't really know why. There's a few dreams that I've had when I would be in ceremony and plant medicine and later on in life I go back and I look at them and see what has come to fruition and things have. I've even had moments happen where I was like I think I dreamt this was going to happen but there's a difference is like if I'm in the jungle for three months I can remember which journal had that dream versus every day every night dreaming about things logistically experientially there are dreams that now at 38 years old, I can remember having at eight or 12, um, that they still, they feel like they're a life memory. I still remember them. I remember all the nuances, the smells, the textures. I feel the weight of things against my hand. It's, it's different than the dreams where you feel like you're running and you can't move. That's, those were dreams I had on cannabis, but now that I don't uh, imbibe or smoke or eat it for the moment, uh, all the filters have been pulled off. And for fuck's sake, I remember why I started smoking. <laughs> Even if it's just CBD, if, if I could find it to just quiet these things, because I don't know what to do with it. it I mean... How the fuck do people actually make money off of sound healing and Reiki and other things you can't find? Reiki of all. Like, I, I understand Reiki. I have actually experienced it in a phenomenal physical way. I believe it. I don't believe everyone can who says that they do. But I have felt a handful of people um, when they put their hands above or around me, I felt something fucking happen. And... Um, so I'm a believer, but I also am a skeptic. I've always been the biggest skeptic of all of this. So I don't advertise myself as giving Reiki or these things because I don't understand how the fuck to tell someone I do this with enough belief that I think that they should give me money and they should believe me. I kind of believe that you should pay in hindsight, but then this mm, consumer culture 
when I have tried to do that, it's fucked me over. Fucking cheapskate people. I know shit is hard out there, but you know what? If you need someone else to help you, you need to compensate them for their time and energy and knowledge. It's not like I'm trying to fucking rob you. Not like the banks or your landlord or fucking, you know, conglomerate retailers. I'm just one tiny little person who doesn't want to steal somebody's money but wants to truly help. That's why I'm way more into helping people figure their own shit out. And if you're not really in the mindset, we don't have a conversation about it. But how do I start (laughs) if I could? Okay, so here's the thing. If I could, I would do dream healing. I believe I can, but I don't know how to document this. I have tried uh, working with a handful of people and setting up intentional evenings. Um, it's, It's so ephemeral, though, because I'll experience it or they experience it, not always both of us, where I'll show up in your dreams and we have an exchange. Um, I often, when I do work with someone the night before I meet with them for an appointment, which is why I only take one client a day, is I will do dream work before we meet. And it's even when I was using cannabis, it was very direct. And very pointed. Most of my medicine dreams, I'll refer to them as that casually, most of my medicine dreams happen around dawn. So I get a lot of own personal, my own personal dream work, uh, my past life integrations and star family communication, for lack of a better, better term. I get those pretty much all night, but there's a point where I'll wake up, turn over, drink a glass of water, something, and go back to sleep. Usually between three or four in the morning to like six or eight is when I have the medicine dream. And it's very pointed, it's very specific, it feels like a fucking roller coaster. You know, it's in the dream world where I could figure out how, how to share this, I would meet with a client and then dream for them the night before we meet in person or virtual. And well, maybe even not meet at all. Perfect world. Somebody wants it, they put in a request, I schedule them for a night of dream, and you trust me. Because it takes discipline on my part, no smoking, no drinking, you know, like, ritual before bed, I do a whole smudging with copal and candle, and, you know, something that you'll never see. But I know the science behind the ritual is that if someone is engaged in the ritual, they value the experience so much more. So my inclination would be to ask someone to join me in ritual at a certain time the evening before. I love sharing these things. I have resistance to people taking it seriously and showing up into our community, which is kind of 
groomed and encouraged us to give away our own authority and um, not take ourselves seriously as a point of power. I mean, I've talked about this before, and it's really what has kind of driven a lot of my work, but between um, my own instinct to shift this and some feedback from one of my favorite astrologers, Katrina Montgomery, on Instagram, she's Daily Astrology, as well as on Clubhouse, Daily Astrology. Her and I will probably be doing some things in the future together. But she was looking at my chart most recently with these eclipses and where retrogrades happening in Gemini. And she was like, there's some belief system take keeping you from being a healer. You're here to heal other people. And I've been saying, no, I'm not a, your guru. I'm here to help people heal, them, heal themselves. And I think I've put too many things in this container of um, being traumatized by our own structures and authority and religious power, um, trying to help people free themselves from those structures and conditionings by representing something other than, and there was one more point, we'll come back to the third point I had. Um, those things have really incurred, oh, oh, I remember, um, one of my first astrology readings from this gentleman, Ray Couture in Seattle, said, um, the placements of my planets basically scream, no guru for you. And I thought, I want to help free everyone of this guruism, of this authorityous obsession. I also think that there's a lot to the epigenetics of trauma as a woman standing up and claiming space and power, um, being hunted and uh, stalked down for that. Really, there's so many reasons to avoid stepping up front, stepping in the limelight and speaking when I have to speak. It's just easier not always better, but easier to just quietly do my thing in the corner. And I have encouraged people. I'm like, stop looking for the people who are screaming and yelling what they're selling. Look for the people who are sitting quietly happy. Don't take advice from someone that you're not really spending time with and whose lifestyle is nowhere close to yours. It's like yo-yo dieting, right? And I'm realizing that my, the choices I made around this earlier in life may not be supporting who the fuck I am right now. And who the fuck I am right now has a really big opinion and a lot to say. <laughs> I do want to teach people about their own sovereignty and authority. I do want to teach people how you heal yourself like you are the most powerful self-healer I do want to do that I struggle with how to make a living and also how what dynamic to build and then you add this fucking dream shit <laughs> and then you add this other layer 
of the fact that I don't even have anything tangible to sell. The last thing I want to do is be a snake oil con artist, but no hate for snakes because I love them. The sacred serpent is a thing. It's the first. The very first. And by sacred serpent, we're talking about waves, waves and light. It looks like snakes, but they're form, wave, sound, creation of the universe, of all things, is sound, which is waves, which look like serpents, which in multiple ayahuasca ceremonies, I get those bad boys flying into me. <laughs> I know I've got a thing. I know I have a medicine tongue. It heals. It helps. But I've just had such a small ego about it for so long. It's, it's like under-exercised. It's like close to atrophying. Maybe it has because I've let it. And now it's time to do something about it. So some of you might have noticed, uh, or may or may not have noticed, I am going to be phasing out of Patreon. I'm going to be phasing out of anything besides um, really intentional online event. And I'm going back to um, custom recorded journeys. <clears throat> I have had a few people ask about vocal coaching, which I'm so excited to help. But people ask and then it's months before they follow through because it's terrifying and I get it what is so scary about me <laughs> I mean I know it's not me it's you I know that when someone reaches out about something and then they don't follow through it's their own mental block and no matter how approachable I try to make myself I think making an intentional approachability factor has also made me smaller like Again, unbalanced ego. I, I guess I need to be a little more full of it. But the dream realm is not make-believe. And I believe it's actually more real. If you are interested in doing the due diligence and the research, because I won't do it for you, but I'll point you in that direction. Uh, I know a person firsthand whose father used to speak a different language when he was sleeping. And for years, they thought it was nothing. And then someone realized it was actually the indigenous tongue of his people, which had been forgotten. And he worked with a group of scientists. Um, I think that they're more specifically anthropologists or sociologists to create a dictionary of these words and remember the language. I know of people, so that would be my only one personal in that case, but I know of people who on YouTube share videos of the insane accuracy that their dreams have given them around artifacts, dates, locations um, that are beyond like their common knowledge. 
I know that dreaming is more real than our waking life because we only have so much capacity with our human eyes to see color and our ears to hear sound. There's only so much that we can tangibly experience. I mean, there are fucking animals and insects that have way more depth of awareness with their senses and we just keep normalizing it not being radically impressive. If we keep thinking the only thing that's real is what we can sense, I mean, that's just short-sighted, small-minded. We joke when we say that octopus is an alien life form, but isn't everything. And the creation myths around the world talk to it being one big library. Ecosystem, Dewey Decimal System, maybe there's some links there to the way it fractals, order, chaos. It's even something that, as I say these things, to tangibly understand it, to hold it in a hand, I mean, the best representation I've seen is there was a YouTube video where they talked about this being a crystalline reality. And what that means is they took, um, you know, it's like balls and sticks that are joined together to make shapes, these 3D shapes. And there was this like, I'll say hexagram for a lack of a better, but like a 3D, right? Like you can hold it almost like a ball and they shine a light through it and you see the shadow of it on the wall. And that is the reality we perceive. We're not actually seeing the thing for what it is. I mean, the irony of Plato's cave, about these people creating reality from the shadows they see on the wall because they know nothing else. We have a natural incentive in our own, I don't know if it's a human instinct to assign logic or rationale, but boy, do we grasp for a narrative. So, perhaps you'll hear more of these dreams. Maybe I'll come on here and start sharing the ones that I believe are meant to be shared. Um, I probably should do some kind of recording of these things. But as I move away from the YouTube, or not YouTube, the Patreon, yeah, you might see some stuff on YouTube. I'll, I'll post still semi-regular on YouTube. Uh, my social media is mostly just events and things. I've been a little bit bored as we've been living in hotels, so I've totally slipped back a tiny bit to my social media ways, but... Uh, it's more to just talk to friends because it's so funny. As often as I text message so many people, my number ones are fastest on like Telegram and uh, you know you find, you could find me on Telegram. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe I'll make a thing. Medicine Tongue is where you'll find most of the work. If you find Clubhouse, uh, 
on Sundays I'm going to be doing a sound thing so it's like a sound bath sound healing but you guys are going to make your own fucking sound too um, not on the microphone in your own human place your world whatever home or whatnot. Uh, I'm going to try to be a bit more interactive rather than just doing things for people so yeah Ugh, now I have to go unpack my pod <laughs> but we have a temporary place we're staying for a few months so I can actually unpack my back and get into some kind of routine um, I also have this new lifestyle here so things will shift um, I know that the world is really attached to like new moon full moon rituals but I'm probably not going to be committing to that I will probably be committing to days of months like Sunday for clubhouse and maybe like every other Thursday for something so I mean I kind of hinted at it y'all but gone is my feeling of questioning anything outside myself gone is my feeling of synchronicities because if I want something if I'm thinking of something if I'm dreaming of craving or needing something <laughs> bitch that's the fucking sign that's it that's everything and yeah I still listen to conversations about aliens and ascended masters and you know every once in a while I am with the handful of people I kind of think are legitimate. Um, however, I don't believe that we all understand the whole picture. So, as always, reserving judgment to your own instincts, to doing work, hearing your own instincts, to listening to what your body is telling you, and to do the trauma healing is everything. <laughs>